0: So I want, to talk, I want to talk to you about something very positive, <laughs> talk to you about something very uplifting tonight, right? The world can beat you down, right? The world can beat you down. I want to talk about some things that are going to lift you up tonight. I'm going to talk about the year of Jubilee. You know, are you living in the year of Jubilee? We should be. So I'm going to read to you from Leviticus chapter 25, so I'm going to have you stand again. <laughs> You know, you can stand, you can sit. If some people are tired and you've had a really long day and your legs hurt, you could sit. God ain't going to be mad at you. Look at faith. Faith is going to get up there. She ain't going to let nothing keep her down. But it's okay to sit. Remember the, bro- the brother who came into membership two weeks ago, he said he was blessed when he came here because I said you could stand or sit. Or He was in a church where it was like conform, conform, conform. We want to be transformed, transformed, transformed. So Leviticus chapter 25, 8 to 17. And you shall count seven Sabbaths of years for yourself, seven times seven years, and the time of the seventh Sabbath of years shall be to you 49 years. And then you shall cause the trumpet of the Jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month, on the Day of Atonement, you shall make the trumpet to sound throughout all your land, and you shall consecrate the 50th year and proclaim liberty throughout all the land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you, and each of you shall return to his possession, and each of you shall return to his family. That you shall... I'm um, oh, sorry. That 50th year shall be a jubilee to you, and it shall, you shall neither sow nor reap work grows of its own accord, nor gather the grapes of your uh, untended vine. For it is a jubilee. It shall be holy to you, and you shall eat its produce from the field. In this year of jubilee, each of you shall return to his possession. And if you sell anything to your neighbor or buy from your neighbor's hand, you shall not oppress one another. According to the number of years after the jubilee, you shall buy from your neighbor according Uh, to the number of years of crops he shall sell to you. According to the multitude of years you shall increase its price, and according to the fewer number of years you shall diminish its price. For he sells to you according to the number of years of the crops. Therefore you shall not oppress one another, but you shall fear your God, for I am the Lord your God. And our Father, as we come, Lord God, to this wonderful passage, a foreshadow, Lord God, of you and all you've done for us, giving us rest, freeing us from our debts, Lord, setting us free and bringing us to a place of liberty. Father God, you are our jubilee. And Lord God, tonight I pray that we would, Lord, come closer to you and closer to the realities, Lord God, of what you have done for us, what you have provided for us, and Lord, ultimately who you are. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. So Jubilee, who knows what Jubilee means? Anyone? What does it mean? See, most of you. Jubilee, essentially, it means ram's horn. That's the the term. It's it's trumpet blast. And we see that. We see that right there in, in Leviticus chapter 25, 8 through 17. So I want to just say this to you. Again, over and over... You hear me teaching that Jesus is clearly revealed throughout the Old Testament. I mean I took I took Genesis one one this past Sunday and showed you Jesus is, you know, throughout that, that first verse in Genesis. Actually he's, he's he's there throughout you know all of Genesis. So Jesus said this in John five thirty nine in his conflict with the Pharisees, he said, You search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and these are they which testify of me. And he's referring to Tanakh. He's referring to our Old Testament description because the New Testament hadn't been written yet. And he's saying they testify, and they do. They testify, right? Jesus is, right? He is the Allah and the Tav right there in Genesis 1 1. He is the Word. God said, right? In the beginning, right? God said. He is the, the living Word of God that created. He's the creating Word of God throughout Genesis chapter uh, 1. In, in chapter 3, right? He's the animal that is sacrificed. He's the lamb that's sacrificed to cover Adam and Eve's sins. He is also the seed of women in Genesis chapter 3.15 that will crush the head of the serpent, will crush the head of Satan. In in chapter 4, he is Abel's offering that is acceptable. Cain's offering was not acceptable. Cain came with, you know, produce and Abel came with the blood. In, in chapter 5, and some of you have studied this with me, and by the way, in the next few months, I'm going to be taking you through all the revelations of Jesus in Torah. So it's Yeshua it's Shua revealed in Torah, and it's a series that I've been working on for about three years. I was going to do it before COVID, and I'm happy I didn't because God has added so much more to it. But I'm going to take you through it. We're going to go through it. It's going to take us, take us probably a month or so to go through it, and I'm going to take you through the entire the entire Torah Showing you Jesus, literally, passage by passage. He, he is, right, Noah's Ark. That's a typology of Jesus. He is the lamb that is offered up in the place of Isaac. I will provide a, a lamb. And he is the lamb of sacrifice, right there. He is Jacob's ladder, <laughs> He he is the man that wrestled with Jacob that is a christopomorphism of, of Jesus and you have a beautiful typology of Jesus and Joseph and the entire life of you know of Joseph that's revealed to us in in you know in Genesis chapter 37 through Genesis 50 when you, come, when you come to, you know, the, the, the book of Exodus, right, and I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll jump, but he is the tabernacle in every part of the tabernacle as we looked at, right? He's the candelabra, he's the light of the world, he's the table of showbread, he's the bread of life, right? He, he is the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant, and every different aspect. You come to Leviticus, he is, and he is the, the seven Sabbaths, the seven holy days, sacred days that are revealed to us in the book of Leviticus, and he is the five sacrifices in Leviticus, in the first nine chapters, right? He is our, our burnt offerings, our sin offering, our guilt offering, He's all the offerings. So, you know, I'm just, I'm just throwing out a few, but he is revealed. So when you come, as we looked at last week, the seventh year, right, the shemata, he is our shemata. And then when we come to the year of jubilee, he is our year of jubilee, he is our jubilee, and uh, that's key. So let, we're going to look. We're going to look at the jubilee. Let's let's look at what is revealed to us here. And again, I want to, you know, I want to drive home the point. You find Jesus again fulfilling all different aspects of jubilee in his uh, life, in his death, in his resurrection. Okay, that we see in the New Testament. It's the first thing, the year of jubilee is the fiftieth year. Okay, it is the fiftieth year. And it makes that very clear in verses uh, 8 and 9. And you shall count seven Sabbaths of years. By the way, make a note. Put that, put that one down. Like, like, File it in your brain. Because I'm going to be teaching this, this coming Sunday. Again, we're going to enter into Mark chapter 13. But before I do that, I'm going to talk to you about Daniel's 490 years. And it's Daniel's 77s. And, uh, and they refer to... Basically, seven sevens of seven years. and that's four hundred and ninety years. And uh, I'm going to get into that and explain that. So sometimes we we look at, at scripture and we, we you know we would see a, a seven day Sabbath, there are seven month Sabbaths, there are seven year Sabbaths. And so this was, uh, again, this was the fiftieth year after seven year Sabbaths. You shall uh, count. Seven Sabbaths of years for yourself. Okay, seven times, seven years, right? 49 years. And the time of the seven Sabbaths of years shall be to you 49 years. Then you shall cause the trumpet of jubilee. And that's it right there. The trumpet of jubilee to sound on the 10th day of the 7th month, on the day of atonement, you shall make the trumpet to sound throughout all the land. So in the 50th year, and by the way, 400, the Hebrew calendar, how many days... In a Hebrew year, three hundred and sixty. Right, we have three hundred and sixty. How, how many do we have? Three hundred. We have three hundred and sixty-five and a quarter. That's why we have the leap year. Right, we get that February twenty-ninth. That's to to make. By the way, the Jews had to make up time too, so they had some things that they had to do to make you know to make make that up. A Hebrew year. That's very important too when we look at at Daniel chapter nine. It's three hundred and sixty. Uh, years, um, so 360 days in I'm um, sorry, 360 days in a. You know, in a year, and so then they would blow the trumpet, okay, on the day of atonement. That is the shofar. I want to show you a man. This is a, a, a modern day man in Israel blowing the shofar. It really is a beautiful thing. By the way, if you ever you're feeling a little down, um, you're hurting a little bit, there are some videos on YouTube of the Jewish people blowing the, the the shofar, just play it and sit back and focus on the Lord. There is something powerful about it. So let me just show you this. Oh, boy. Here we go. All okay. right. That guy had some set of lungs, right, to be able to do that. And uh, the blowing, that that is the blowing of the shofar. We go to Israel, you can actually buy one of those ram horns. And uh, I've uh, blown into them. I can never get them to sound like that, though. I want to show you something very unique. And I've shared this with you before. I wanted to show you the video, and I could not download the video for I tried I tried a number of times today and I could not download it but do you know that throughout the world there are these trumpet sounds that people are hearing all throughout the world right now and so there's a there's a guy and you can find you can find him on YouTube he has been tracing these trumpet sounds and uh, this is actually from a couple of years ago, those are all the places people are basically calling in or notifying him through, uh, you know, through the the web, telling him that they heard the trumpet sound. But these are trumpet sounds that are being played or heard throughout the world, and the scientists cannot explain it. It's an unexplainable phenomena, a mystery, and uh, you know they'll try. They'll try to come up with. With uh, some people are saying it's aliens. And, you know, which, of course, I don't believe in. And then other people are saying it has something to do with the atmosphere around the earth. How, whatever it is, I do think that this is, again, this is another sign of the times and God trying to get, get people's attention, okay? But we are, again, when that final trumpet sounds, as it tells us in, you know, in First Thessalonians chapter 4 and First uh, Corinthians chapter 15, we're going to meet the Lord in the air where we will be with the Lord forever. And there will be an entire generation who will not die. Also, the resurrected. The, the dead will be raised up, and they have, you know, their bodies will meet the souls that return with them with the Lord. So, um, it's interesting, interesting signs. These little things, little things. I say they're big things, but little things that are going on. There's so many of them that are right now seems to be pointing that we are, again, we're in the last days. So, um, it tells us, again, Jesus is our, our Jubilee. How, you know, how does Jesus fulfill the Jubilee? Colossians chapter 2, 13 and 14 and you being dead in your trespasses and uncircumcised of your flesh he has made alive together with him having forgiven you all trespasses having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that he that was against us which was contrary to us and he has taken it out of the way having nailed it to the cross our debt has been canceled Right? We have been set free from the slavery, right? You, you look at it the slavery to sin and the slavery to Satan. We, you know, we, have, been, we have been liberated through the death and resurrection of, of Jesus Christ. So sinners right, have been set free, and we are free now to have union and communion with our Heavenly Father. And uh, that is, again, how Jesus fulfills it. The second thing here I want to share with you, the year of Jubilee was a consecration. So in verse ten, and you shall consecrate the fiftieth year and proclaim liberty throughout all the land of its inhabitants, and it shall be a jubilee for you, and each of you shall return to his possession, and each of you shall return to his family. So the word the word consecrate, right? What does it mean? It's, it's closely linked. You know, you, have, you consecrate hagios. Right, and you get you get, you get some you know, some different ways that you see in the in the Greek or you know in the Hebrew, the uh, the way that it, it's used. But it means to sanctify, to make holy, to set apart, to devote, and and essentially the, the picture of consecration is it's basically to make holy or to devote yourself under God's direction and with His help and assistance. We think about that, because really in our own power, we can't make ourselves holy. But through his guidance and then his empowerment and his assistance, we can become a, a, a holy people. So this day, it was to be a very special holy, you know, holy year. And uh, again, that is what Jesus, you know, he brings us into. And if I had a, a verse that, again, to really connect it, you know, to this, and as always, again, a comparative verse in the New Testament, Old Testament, the, conce- the, the picture of consecration in Romans 12.1. And Paul here says, he says this to the church, I beseech you therefore, brethren, he says, by the mercies of God. He says, let's start there for a second. By the mercies of, what is Mercy. We right. talk about the difference between mercy and grace. I've said this a number of times in the last week. You know, most most people, you know, sitting they they don't know the difference. Right. Mercy is you don't get what you deserved, right? So really, when you look at we we deserve condemnation, we deserve the punishment, we deserve hell. We've sinned, fallen short of the glory of God. And grace is you get what you you're, you're, you're getting what you don't deserve. Okay? And that is his love, his favor, his forgiveness, his justification, right? His relationship, his adoption, you know, the Holy Spirit. I mean, everything and, and all the eternal blessings and the blessings that are up in the heavenly realms awaiting us for, for an eternity. But mercy, again, in view of God's mercy, we don't get what we deserved. And it says that you, right? We're, not, we're now, we have been touched by the love of God, we have been touched by the mercy of God that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to God which is your uh, reasonable service and so we offer we're offering to God our, our bodies and by the way that's what you're doing tonight right you're offering your your your, your yourself to God you're offering you know, in, in praise, standing, and you're, you're offering your hands to the Lord. You're offering holy hands to the Lord. You're offering your mouth, your tongue to the Lord, right? Just coming here, you've offered your body to the Lord. You're sitting now, and you're sitting at the feet of the Lord, and hopefully, He's the one, and the Holy Spirit is the one who's teaching you. And right now, you're offering your mind, your eyes, your ears to the Lord. People serving, people about the church serving the Lord right now, they're offering their hands. To the service of the Lord. But we offer ourselves, and again, an acceptable, this, this is an, an acceptable and reasonable service unto the Lord. And that is, that is a beautiful picture of consecration. So this, again, we are, in, we are in jubilee right now. And our lives have been consecrated in this jubilee unto, unto the Lord. Okay, number three. The third thing is the year of jubilee is freedom. In verse uh, 10, and you shall consecrate the 50th year and proclaim liberty, proclaim freedom throughout all the land to all the inhabitants and shall be a jubilee for you and each of you shall return to his possession, each of you shall return to his family. So the year of jubilee, it was a, a release from all debt. And it's a release of bondage. Slaves, prisoners, captives, they were all set free. And they were released. All debts were forgiven. All debts were cancelled. Um, property was returned to its original owners. But that again, if people look at this, and again, in this modern day culture we live in, people, in, they have a hard time with this. But the thing that, 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 again, is being demonstrated, this is what Jesus did for us. We're in debt. Right? We're slaves. We're in bondage. Right? We're bound. And... Jesus, again, being our jubilee, has has set us completely free. Look at uh, John 8, chapter, chapter 8, verse 31 through 36. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And they answered him, We are Abraham's descendants have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? By the way, it's such a, such a crazy statement, because they, they have been in bondage They're <laughs> in bondage to Egypt in bondage to Assyria, in bondage to the Babylonians, in bondage to the Greeks, in bondage now to the Romans. And you talk about people being, you know, deluded, right? And by the way, denial is not just a river in Egypt, right? It's a problem that many people have. So, Jesus answered them, Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin, and a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Just want you to, want you to notice, I want you to go back up to the first verse. He says, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, in and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The truth. Jesus, when Jesus, when Jesus stood and said, I am the light of the world, you understand what he was saying? Light is a metaphor for what? For truth. He is the truth. He is, he's the very embodiment, the very fountainhead of all truth. When, when he said, I'm the, you know, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one come to the Father except through me, in John chapter 14, 6, again, he, he is truth. He is the, the, the ultimate truth, the pure truth. And so, it, it, essentially, when you are abiding in His Word, the truth, so as people say, well, you know, you see people in the church who are not free, they're bound, right? They're, they're, still, being, they're still being bound by, by the devil. They're still being bound by sin. It's because they are not abiding in His Word. And the more you abide in His Word, the more you are going to be free. The more you appropriate his truth into your life and experience, right, his truth, the more you are going to experience freedom. Uh, so again, therefore, if the Son makes you free, you will be free indeed. And that is, again, that, that is, the, he is our jubilee. As you abide in him, as you abide in his word, you will find you will experience a greater and greater freedom as you go through, as you go through life. Okay, number four. The year of jubilee is a homecoming. So in verse 10, again, look, at, look down at the last phrase, and each of you shall return to his family. Why? Well, sometimes people are, you know, are separated you know, because of business. People are separated. They move into different locations. Sometimes people are separated because there have been problems in the family. People have been separated because there's conflicts in the family. And pe- people are, you know, they, they, they are estranged from, e- from each other. And here, the, the, the year of Jubilee was, now you are to return. And you are to have a, a homecoming. A beautiful, uh, a beautiful picture of a homecoming. Where is Probably the greatest picture of homecoming in the scriptures. Where is it? The prodigal son, right? That's a, a, a picture. That's a picture of our homecoming. So he says, but when he came to himself, right? Luke chapter fifteen, seventeen. How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and, uh, to spare and, and I perish with hunger, right? He's lusting after pig food. I will arise and go to my father and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and, and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, again, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And it's a, a beautiful picture of God's love. God, God is looking like at the horizon for that, you know, that that wayward sinner, that that wayward son, just to begin to take a few steps. But he comes running, which was a very undignified thing for a Jewish man to do, because to run, he had to take his 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 basically his outer garment, his cloak, and pull it up between his legs, and it was something that they it, it was not something you would do. But he again, he just he runs to the sun, and he, he falls upon him. And uh, he begins to kiss him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned. Now watch the the confession because the father doesn't even let him get done with it. Right? He he says, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Right there, right? He didn't even let him get halfway through it. (laughs) But the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe, put it on him, put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet. And bring the fattened calf here and kill it and uh, let us eat and be merry. For this, uh, my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to make merry. That is a homecoming. That's a homecoming. That's Jubilee, right? We've, we've, we, we've come home and we've been accepted. We, we were, again, we were estranged from our, you know, from our father. Our sins separated us from him. We, we, you know, that fellowship was not there. The fellowship was broken. And when we make that turn, right, to return to the Father through the Son, he comes running to us and he takes us into his loving arms, right? Puts the ring of sonship back on our finger. Covers our shoes, right, our feet with, with the shoes of peace, peace with God, right? Covers us with a, with, with a, a new white garment. Covers all of our sins, and then kill the fattened calf right let 's throw a party because my son was dead and is alive, he was lost and is found that's that 's homecoming okay another another aspect of the year of jubilee is rest, and in um, verse eleven through thirteen, that fiftieth year shall be a jubilee to you, and it, 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 you shall neither sow nor reap what grows of its own accord nor gather the grapes uh, of your untended vine. For it is a jubilee, it shall be holy to you, and you shall eat its produce from the field. In the year of jubilee, each of you shall return to his possession. Again, the, the concept here, and this, I think this is important. When we look at Shemata last week, and then you look at, at jubilee, God never wanted work to become a god. I think just stop, that's, that's a, key, a, a key thing that you see here. People make work, I mean, you see people, they work nonstop. They work seven days a week. They, they, and all of a sudden, basically, it, it has a horrible effect. You know, they may be making money, but it has a horrible effect on their bodies, their relationships, their marriages, their families. So God never wanted work to be God. Now, now work is important, Right? God, you know, He gives us, right? He gives us six days, you know, if, if you work six days. He says, work. But taking a, a, a day off, having a Sabbath, is a time to renew yourself in Him and get your priorities in order. It's about family, right? It's about, it's about relationship with God. The same thing, the same thing with Shemata and the same thing, again, with the jubilee, that work was not to be a, a, a God. And it was a, a time to simplify their lives, Right, just to, to step back, and you, you may say, Wow, a whole year. There were things that they would be doing, they, they'd be drawing closer to God, they'd be working on their, their, their marriages and their family relationships. There were a lot of important things that would be, you know, be happening during this time, but they were to step back from, uh, from their, you know, their work, their labor, and they would experience again that rest. That God, you know, wanted them to have spiritually, uh, psychologically, emotionally, and, and and physically, and they could again renew their um, their batteries every. Hey, if you manage, if you manage to experience in a lifetime every fifty years, but work was never meant to dominate our lives. And I want to show you Matthew chapter eleven twenty eight through uh, through thirty. Jesus said, right. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus is our rest. <laughs> he's, our, he's our jubilee. The sixth is the year of jubilee was a, a time of God's favor. And just in, in verse 14 through 17, in fact I, the, the opposite I can say of oppression is, is favor. And this was to be a, a release of oppression and again, a, essentially a return to favor. So in verse 14, and if you sell anything to your neighbor or buy from your neighbor's hand, you shall not oppress one another. And we see a lot of that in our culture today? Let me tell you something, folks. The, 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 the banks, the credit card companies, it's criminal. They're, 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 they, they charge more interest than the loan sharks do. It's crazy. It's cra- It really is criminal. And they you know they prey on people with this. And then they, they just they prey on them to basically you know, you know if you pay your credit cards off, they call you a deadbeat. Do you know that? Cuz they want those people to be in debt to them. So, again, this oppression, so it goes on in verse 15. According to the number of years after the Jubilee, you shall buy from your neighbor, and according to the number of years of crops, he shall sell to you. According to the multitude of years, you shall increase its price, and according to the fewer number of years, you shall diminish its price. It's just talking about fairness. Talking about, you know, fairness. You're not, you know, you're not, you're not going to be charging people a whole lot more on the 49th year, right? It's just, it's just being fair, and I, again, I look at this, this is the, the, the favor of God. So, according to the multitude of years, you shall increase his price. According to the fewer number of years, you shall diminish his price. For he sells to you according to the number of years of the crops. Therefore, you shall not oppress one another. But you shall fear your God, for I am the Lord your God. So, again, it, it is, it is the, the very favor of God from oppression and cruelty, brutality, injustice, domination, and again, it's it's the favor, it's it's mercy, it's grace, it's blessing, it's you know, it's kindness, and that is what we get, right? Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that God again, he he does not treat us and give us what we deserve, and he gives us what we don't deserve, and that that again, that is the favor of God. Psalm ninety, verse seventeen. Let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. And um, that, again, a beautiful picture of the the very favor of God. So, year of Jubilee, right? Who is our Jubilee? And I want to show you just, Jesus, when he began his ministry in Nazareth, he quoted from Isaiah chapter 61. So he's in the synagogue. He's in the, the Nazareth synagogue. And he is given the scroll, and it just happens that on that day, the reading of the scroll was um, Isaiah chapter 61. It's interesting how God has perfect timing. And he read and it says, "...the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed." And to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. That's Jubilee. That's where we live. That's where we dwell. So I'm going to share, I'm going to share a song with you from Michael Card. Lenny asked me to do this. And um, this is uh, Michael Card, and he sings the song Jubilee here. I just want you to sit back and enjoy it for uh, a few moments. We get to get the sound up.
1: Oh, I didn't I didn't know you were wrong. I don't don't know. (laughs) Okay, Okay. Ready? Yep. The Lord provided for a time for the slaves to be set free. For the debts to all be canceled So his chosen ones could see His deep desire was for forgiveness He longed to see their liberty And his yearning was embodied In the year of jubilee 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 Jesus is the jubilee Debts forgiven Slave set free, Jesus is our jubilee. At the Lord's appointed time, his deep desire became a man, the heart of all true jubilation, and with joy we understand. In His voice we hear a trumpet sound That tells us we are free He is the incarnation of the year of Jubilee Jubilee, Jubilee Jesus is the Jubilee Debts forgiven, slaves set free Jesus is our Jubilee To be so completely guilty and given over to despair To look into your judge's face and see a Savior there Jubilee, Jubilee Jesus is the Jubilee That's forgiven, slaves set free is our Jubilee
0: You know if you, you listen to that song, you could have taken what Michael Cord was saying and you could have you literally could have put a whole sermon together on the Jubilee because there's just such great theology and I, I love Michael Michael Cord and uh, he's been one of my favorites through the years but um it's just you know it's perfect it's just you know he just gave us the theology of the jubilee. You know what I want to do tonight um I'm not going to bring up mu- I'm not going to bring up the musicians what I'd like to do I'd like to give you an opportunity to to have a little jubilee by sharing just thanksgiving to god like what we'd usually do on thanksgiving you know the night before thanksgiving is just what are you thankful for and um we can give it you know in fact i don't i don't see the mic you just stand you can just have you stand up and just you know you, just briefly you know share share what you're grateful for look and i i do understand some you know life can really beat you down right it can pound you down and uh, mike's going to bring out a mic mike thank you for the mic Mike, I really appreciate you bringing out the mic for us, thanks. And um, that's Mike. Mike's one of our deacons. He works really hard. Make sure you give yourself a little shamatha, okay? So, um, you know, it did, again, I'm looking out at, you know, geez, some of the things some of you have been going through, things that, you know, we're going through, and in the midst of it, there's the Lord is there always with us, and there's always things to be thankful for right? He's, he's gets us, he gets us through. So I want to um, give you that opportunity. Let me just pray. Father, I give you thanks. You are, Lord, as we've looked at these last weeks. You're a shamatha, <laughs> and you are our jubilee. And Jesus, we want to really give you thanks and praise, Lord God, that, Lord, your mercy has been poured out upon us, never giving us what we've deserved. And Lord God, your grace has given us, Lord God, so many blessings. And Father God, blessings that await us in the heavenly realms that, Lord God, we will be enjoying and experiencing for an eternity. So we give you thanks and praise, Lord Jesus. You are our jubilee and we exalt you tonight. Amen.